Hello. Hello. Isn't that my best friend? It sure is. What are you up to? I am just having a lazy Sunday, a lazy weekend, but I have so much to study. It's giving me so much anxiety. So without further ado, let's get into the episode so I don't have to think about that. <laughs> well, what have you been up to this past couple of weeks, babes? Well, obviously, I came to visit you, and we saw Noah Cyrus, so that is, like, the most notable thing, the most exciting thing, hands down. And if you guys haven't listened to our episode about our time together, make sure to go give it a listen, because I really think it's worth a listen, and we had such a great time and did so many fun things. But other than that, um, this Friday, Mitchell and I went out for really, like, the first time in Austin, just going out to some bars to have a full night out, and... We made some really cool new friends. I shared the podcast with all of them and they loved it. And they took Mitchell to his first gay club. So two gay clubs within two weeks for me and I couldn't be happier. It was such a great time. I love that Mitchell was hitting up the gay scene and Austin, I'm living a change. It was so fun and he loved it. And honestly, just like, uh, just makes me love him even more that he can appreciate and love it the same way that I do. I know. I love that so much fun. What about you? Nothing much. Like Chloe said, she came to visit. So that was mostly what I've been up to. But Friday, me and Jared went to go see my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. And so good. I love all of the movies, but particularly the first and third one have my heart. It was so good seeing them back on the big screen and just felt so nostalgic. And it wasn't cringe or anything. Like it was honestly so good so even if you haven't seen the first or second i honestly think you could see this by itself and you will still appreciate it so go give it a watch i believe because there's not really that many movies out right now so if you're bored and have some free time i would suggest go seeing my big fat greek wedding three if you've never seen my big fat greek wedding one go see it it's like literally one of the best movies of all time and I was friends with Jared for like two years before I even knew that we both shared such an intense love of that movie. And it's like both one of our all time favorites. But with that being said, Garrett, what are you obsessed with this week? I feel like we really need to catch up. So I've only have a few things that I've been obsessed with. The first thing I'm going to mention I'm not obsessed with, but I have to tell the besties because I reported a few weeks ago that I thought Miley Cyrus was going to be headlining the Super Bowl. Comes to find out today, Usher, what the fuck, was offered that and he accepted. So that's happening. I just had moving a, right along. Moving right along. The main thing that I have been obsessed with was being with friends because I love just having that energy just made me realize how much I missed it. So just being with people I know and being with my friends and family is something I'm obsessed with always. Yeah, and you've had a busy time because you got to see Kathy and Brad, Jenna, your parents and me all within like a month's. Time. Yeah, exactly. So I've had my fill of all my friends and family and it just makes me appreciate them so much more. And moving along from that, the first episode of American Horror Story came out last week. And I want to let everyone know, we're not going to report on the stuff every single week, but this is just the first episode. So I want to kind of give my thoughts and opinions. I thought that it was good. It's a little slow. And I thought Kim Kardashian was interesting. She didn't, it wasn't cringe or anything, but 
she is trying to be a serious actress. It's not a joke. So okay. we'll, we'll see how that goes. She didn't do bad. And I wasn't like, oh, that's Kim Kardashian. It wasn't terrible or cringe, but just the storyline itself just needs to pick up a little bit. It's just focused on Emma Roberts being pregnant and like having troubles getting pregnant, but like she's experiencing weird shit, telling her not to do it and like signs like to not do it, but. Yeah. That reminds me of Coven when one of them was trying to get pregnant and like couldn't. I can't even remember who, but I haven't watched it yet. So last night I made dinner for Mitchell and I and we were going to watch it. But I was like, you know what? I just spent like an hour making this dinner. I don't want to put AHS on for this new unexpected season because you never know with AHS if it's going to be something like gross or disturbing. Yeah. So I'm going to be watching that today and I am excited to watch it. I'm excited to see, but... There's another show that I really want to talk about, Garrett. You know, we talk about it every episode because it's so fucking good. Salt Lake City, season four, episode three, is literally the most chaotic, unhinged episode of reality TV I've ever seen in my life. I was going to say, I think that's the best episode of Real Housewives I've ever seen. It's literally second by second filled with iconic moments that, like, I think about daily since i've seen it like <laughs> they're, they're on replay they're literally unhinged these girls in salt lake city i don't know what's in the air in utah but babes it gets to them and they go stir crazy together and it's literally reality tv gold and that's why they're my favorite franchise literally it like, was so wild so they go to palm springs for a little girls trip stay at the trixie motel angie was not invited and yet she shows up and Meredith is the one who was hosting this trip so there's already drama there and then all I want to talk about before we move on is oh Heather oh Heather so during this dinner shit really hit the fan people were saying some really crazy things and the entire scene I was just dying because the whole time Heather is just drinking she has like five or six espresso martinis and every time someone says something so hurtful and unhinged Heather's just laughing yeah literally blacked out living her best life like she's like I'm not getting dragged into this so I'm just gonna be drunk in the corner <laughs> and then poor Heather gets so so sick in the car I can't believe they left the scene in of her pissing herself inside the van but god bless like Heather it's okay, girl. We've all been there. I mean, I've never personally pissed myself, but we've all been to that point where, whoops, I got way too drunk. Yeah. Turns out she is the good time girl. She said, she I'm is. having fun. <laughs> and you know what else? So for this dinner, Meredith came up with this idea as a quote unquote trust exercise where they could all pick out outfits for each other, go shopping and pick out outfits. Now we know that Meredith did that to be shady as fuck and dress Lisa in the most ridiculous outfit lisa was pissed and she lost her sixty thousand dollar ring she's out of touch it's crazy it's crazy like guys if you haven't seen it please go watch i think me and chloe are gonna do a whole real talk episode on season four because this season we're only i think three episodes in and mm -hmm. i could do like a three-hour sit down thorough review on each episode we're gonna have to we're gonna have to because this season <laughs> is literally so unhinged so far and I didn't mention this when we were talking about American Horror Story, but Emma Roberts actually appears on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen in American Horror Story as the guest. And it's so funny. And I'm like, wait, two worlds colliding, something we talked well, about all the time. Well, is she there with another guest? It's so funny because Kim Kardashian, she's like Emma Roberts' agent. And she was like, 
you're gonna be on Andy Cohen and he's not even gonna have another Bravo celebrity there. Like it's just gonna be you. Like that's how special you are. So she was by herself, but Andy was there and honestly Andy's acting was A plus. Like he did better than Emma <laughs> Roberts in this scene. Like he actually felt that like he was hosting Watch What Happens Live. So that was really fun to see him on there and it just brought the two worlds together. Oh my gosh. Well I have to see that. I haven't seen that episode, but Honestly, like Gary said, this they're giving us the material this season, so we yeah. will have to do a full thing later. Yeah, exactly. But Chloe, what have you been obsessed with, babes? So more than anything, I am obsessed with suits, like yes. to my core. Yeah. So I knew I was going to like suits all these years. My mom and sister are obsessed. Mitchell's mom and his oldest sister are obsessed. Like so many people love it. And then I just found out when I went to NC that Jared is obsessed, which gives me even more reason to watch it because I love to be able to talk to people about the shows I'm watching and it's so good I know it's an older show but I always kind of like to be the last one like super late to the to the party but G Gabriel mocked obviously is like the sexiest man I've ever seen in the world so hot Ugh, his character Harvey Specter is like next level but for anyone who watches it I just want to say like Lewis lit you take the show you take the show. I am so lit every time Lewis Lit is on the screen. <laughs> I love it. It's just so good. And we binged it all day yesterday, having a great time watching it. And I just love to have a new show that I really enjoy. And that, like, I'll be watching it and saying out loud, like, I love this show. Like, it yeah. just feels so good. I love that. And other than that, I just started a new book. I'm currently reading It Ends With Us. Obviously, like I just said, I like to be late to the party for things. So I know I'm late to the party with this book and they're already making the movie and everything. I'm like 100 pages in. I'm already hooked. That damn Colleen Hoover, she is so good. She just knows what she's doing. She knows how to get me. I can already understand why people are upset with the casting for this movie because I agree. But the book is so good and I can't wait to read more. I love that. Chloe loves a good Colleen Hoover book. So I do. Oh. So good. My friend Tori told me about Goodreads. So if anyone wants to add me, find me on Goodreads. Chloe Garside is probably my name. I don't know, but I'm on there somewhere. So follow me. Let's read together. <laughs> I love that. So Garrett, tell me about Music of the Week because you have something really exciting to talk about. So while Chloe was visiting, Jared showed us this artist, Chapel Roan. And I got to give credit where credit is due. Jared did tell me that his bestie, Lauren, actually introduced him to this artist. So shout out to Lauren. We know that Lauren's listening because she's a bestie. And we love you for listening, Lauren. We love you for listening. Little shout and out. Also, little shout out, little side note. Lauren was at the same Hardest Part Tour as us in October back in the day. And we got to see her there, which is great because we don't always get to see her. She doesn't live in the same town as us, especially not anymore. So just a whole full circle moment, but I know. Thank you so much for introducing us to Chapel because we love her. We are obsessed with Chapel, specifically Naked in Manhattan. We were literally blaring this the whole time Chloe was in town. Touch me, touch, touch me, me, touch me. me. <laughs> that one Lana song that makes you cry. Ah. So, so good. And actually I did not know this, but Chapel is a new artist and her debut album came out like a couple days ago. So if you've never heard of her before, go give her a listen because like I said, she's an up and coming artist and her debut album is so pop. It has so many bangers on it. She has great instrumentals and it's just like a fun dancing album, which I appreciate because we love a good, sad, slow album. But every once in a while, when I can pop my puss to some pop music, I'm so down. So give Chapel Roan a listen 
She's just downloaded. So good. Her debut album is called The Rise and Fall of a Midwest Princess, which is already so camp. So go mm-hmm. give it a listen. And yeah, that's my song of the week. It's is- certainly her own thing, but I will say if you like King Princess, I think you'll like her. Um, I don't even know who else I could even compare her to, but she's really, really cool. Honestly, I don't see how you could listen to one of her songs and not like it. So give her a listen. We yeah, love her. We do love her. But Chloe, what song are you obsessed with this week? Okay, I honestly don't even know if this has already been my song of the week yet, but I don't care because the collab, the mashup that Miley Cyrus did of We Can't Stop and Where Is My Mind is one of my favorite performances she's ever done. It's one of my favorite songs. Like I go back and listen to that all the time and it gets me so hype. It gets me so excited. I love the song Where Is My Mind. And the way she merged them and blended them is the most seamless, incredible, energetic, amazing thing I've ever heard. I'm just absolutely obsessed. I will never not be obsessed. I think I could walk down the aisle to this mashup. It's so good. Iconic. I mean, Miley's live vocals never fell, so it doesn't surprise never. me. So good. That leads us perfectly into our main course of the week, which honestly might be one of the biggest courses we've ever had. So, babes, what are we discussing today? We're discussing Sunday, September 19th, 2021, which was a day that will go down in history, in our personal history, in the history books for the rest of the eternity. We are at Music Midtown, day two, and we are there because, lo and behold, who is showcasing but the one, the only, Miss Miley fucking Cyrus. Yes. MC at MM 2021. Yeah, the moment we've been waiting for for so long. And it honestly felt like a whole event just for us. Like, it really did. We were looking forward to this for months and months and months. And this is honestly the main reason we bought tickets to Music Midtown. Like, we knew when we bought these tickets, we were going to be shooting for front row no matter Mm -hmm. what. So. The day starts off really early. We told you guys last episode that we had to go to bed a little early because we were going to be waking up early because, like I just said, we were trying to get barricade front row. So we woke up probably around six or seven and started getting ready. And Chloe, what were you wearing for Miss Miley? So for Miss MC, I did a little black denim short moment with a cowl neck red chain mail top, like I mean, I don't even know how to describe this thing, but it was sexy hot. And I did my little Miley space bun, tons of makeup, cool jewelry, long black nails. And it's so cool to me. So before a show, we always try to pick outfits that are going to kind of go with the show, go with the artist. We always, Garrett and I love to predict and guess what the artist is going to be wearing. And usually we're very good at anticipating and matching the vibe Mm -hmm. and i love that about us like we usually really know and can guess and i feel like the outfit that we saw miley cyrus wearing that night to this day is one of the most iconic outfits i've ever seen her in she was wearing custom armani privé she was the most iconic gorgeous incredible rock star i've ever seen in my life but I'm getting ahead of myself. What were you wearing? (laughs) (laughs) I was wearing a cheetah button-up shirt with some gold chains. I had this little, like, headband in my hair and some denim shorts with my Air Forces. It's just really casual, comfy, because I knew we were going to be 
standing slash sitting for 10 plus hours, but also I wanted to match the vibe, giving Miley her rocker era. So trying to tap into that a little bit as well. But yeah, that was what we were wearing. And we also had to get ready at like six in the morning. So I kind of blacked that out of my head a little bit. Me too. I don't even remember that. But I do remember getting to the lines for Music Midtown. So as it's a music festival, if no one knows, the music festival takes place in Piedmont Park in downtown Atlanta. And so the entire park is blocked off for this event and the entire park has chain link fences around it. So, you know, you can't just walk in and out. There's security, you have to wait in lines. That's another reason that we wanted to get there so early. We wanted to make sure we could be one of the first people into the entire park so that we could get up to that barricade, like Garrett said. And unfortunately that morning, I don't know if you recall this Garrett, but it was drizzly. It was a little rainy that morning. So that Mm -hmm. was a whole nother layer of it. We were trying to keep our hair and our makeup looking good. And we were waiting in line and it was very early and the shitty security team was kind of pissing us off. It was a whole shit show. Like they're trying to play like a game of like to guess the number to get in first. I don't know. It was just a whole shit show. It was so unorganized. And at this point I was just like, oh my God, like let me in. Like we're here. And there's like obviously multiple entrances to the festival, but we were the closest one to the stage. So we could see the stage and there was this big hill that people had to go down and these girls and like their platform shoes were busting their ass. Like falling, slipping. It was just a whole mess. But finally like 30 minutes later, we got in, secured our place, and we made a few friends. So, like, if we had to go to the bathroom, they could hold our spot and stuff. But that was so stressful. That's always the most stressful part to me is, like, waiting in line and, like, trying to get your place to, like, settle in and, like, know where you're going to be at, you know? Yeah, and I just, like, I mean, not to dwell on it, but the security team sort of bunched us up into a group. And like Garrett said, they were like, okay, we've got a number in our head. Pick a number, and then you can get in. And that just irritates me because we were there first you know it should really be a first come first serve kind of situation like we made it there early and then because they wanted to do this stupid game people who were there behind us got in before us Mm -hmm. and i just think that's kind of wrong it's a little dirty like when it comes to a concert especially the people who really 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 want to fucking be there will be there early and will get in line and wait in line and I just didn't like the way that they handled that. You know, it just was very unprofessional. It wasn't cool. And obviously these security people and the people who work Music Midtown, it's just a job for them. It's just a weekend job. They don't know that we waited months and months to see Miley. But honestly, that was very risky of them because they could have created a total like mob mentality situation there. They could have created a total fight. Yeah. Regardless. (laughs) Regardless, regardless. We got in, we found our spots, and we were just set in stone for Miss Miley Cyrus. So the first notable artist of the day that came out was a artist named Remy Wolf, who honestly I had never heard of before this day. And one thing I will say is I don't think Remy was expecting Georgia weather because they came out wearing Ugg boots in like the hottest shit Georgia weather. Plus it had just rained, so it was humid as hell. And I know that they were definitely struggling with that. Yeah. But had never heard their music before. It was okay. Nothing crazy, but I mean, that's not who we were there for. So skipping right along, who came out next, Garrett? Who were we excited to see that day before Miley? Now, this was just luck of the draw because they make lineups, I think, just like out of their ass. I don't think there's any formula (laughs) of the way that they like put people on the stage. And we'll get more into that later. But we were so blessed to have this artist before Miley. The Bleachers. Now, if you don't know who The Bleachers are, you've probably heard some of their music before. They have some chill alternative music. And 
If you don't know, the lead singer of this band is Jack Antonoff, who produces a lot of Lana music, Lord music, Taylor Swift music, The Bleachers music. He did fun if you like from the early 2000s. So we are young. Yeah. So he's iconic and I was super excited to see him. So he's the artist that we were referring to last episode that gave us Freddie Mercury vibes. Guys. The most. The most. Like I don't even know the energy he was having, but it was like he, something took over him when he was on stage. So first things first, like Garrett said, I think even if you don't realize that you know the bleachers, you do. Yeah. If you were to go onto Apple Music or Spotify or YouTube or whatever and just Google them, one of the first five songs you'll find, you've heard it before. Mm -hmm. And like Garrett just said, Jack Antonoff does so much work with other incredible artists. And this man is a musical genius. Yeah. He knows what he is doing, and you can see that just from his stage presence, but also his experience and all of the hard work he's done. This man was born for this life. Yeah. And he resembled Freddie in so many different ways. First things first, he comes out in an outfit that Freddie totally would have worn for a mm -hmm. show. Just a plain white t-shirt with some jeans and some sneakers. Yeah. So Freddie, right off the bat. But more than that, it was the attitude. It was the command of the stage. It was his presence and his complete and utter calm, but focus. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I loved that he did was he really could command the whole crowd. At this point, quite a few people were there to listen and mm -hmm. he could put his hand up and quiet the crowd in a second. Mm -hmm. He could tell people to get up on each other's shoulders and hundreds of people were getting up on each other's shoulders. This show was so much fun. One thing I also want to mention, I don't know if you remember, but there was a girl in the crowd really up close to the barricade, and you can tell she was here for the bleachers. This mm -hmm. is her jam. This is who she's here for. And it makes a huge difference to see the way the artists respond to super fans like that. And she brought something that she really wanted to give to him. And he had a special moment with her where he paused, took some time off the stage. He took what she gave him. I believe he might have given her his set list. And I just love to see that. That's what it's all about. And ultimately, like, no matter how good of a musician you are, you are nothing without your fans. And when you can appreciate that and respect and understand that, it just shows that you know what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. He did so good, dude. Like, it was super fun. And even the songs we didn't know, I was still into it because he had the energy and he was switching his guitar out like six different times. Like, incredible. And like Chloe said, he knows what he's doing and he was born for this. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. Like, I didn't even remember the fact that he switched his guitar so many times, but that's just another thing that shows us like, this man knows what he's doing. He knows his music. He knows his instruments. He, he just knows. Yeah. He's all knowing. Exactly. And at this point, it was like five o'clock. So it was getting time. I think we had one more artist and then it was Miley. It was getting serious. Yeah. We ended on bleachers. And by this point, look behind us. There was a sea of people. Like There was no more leaving after the bleachers. Like we're stuck here. We had been in the same exact spot for hours at this point. I think hours. At this point we're, we're talking like five to seven hours. But no, we were in the same spot for probably 12 hours that day. At least. So after the bleachers, we were just chilling out. We were like pumped up because it was like one artist, Miley. So we we're like, oh my God, this is go time. Like, let's be present because like, let's soak this all in. So the next artist, me and Chloe both didn't know, but the friends that we made, they were here to see the artist by the name of Youngblood. 
don't know who he is, still to this day don't know who he is. And let's just say we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. And I'm gonna go back to what I said earlier. This is what I mean when they just pull lineups out of their ass at music festivals. Because mm -hmm. why would you go from Bleachers, Youngblood, Miley Cyrus? Doesn't make any sense. What we're about to tell you guys is truly traumatic and you guys almost never had this podcast, Everyone's Favorite Best Friends, because we almost died in the situation. So yes. for his stage, there's like this giant blow up duck on the stage. Like a rubber ducky, like a, a giant one. A giant rubber ducky. And then like that was basically it. And like we're waiting and then he comes out. And as soon as he comes out, I was like, this is not going to be good. From the first glance, I'm like, oh God, here we go. So he comes out hollering, yelling, screaming, like. Trying to incite a riot. He wanted people to like get hurt. And I'm yeah, convinced of he that. He really did. I also just want to touch on the fact that this was somewhat recently after COVID. And one thing that really fucking bothered me about this, this is a British artist and he would take sips of his beer and then spit it onto the crowd. Which I found not only insulting and disgusting and like maybe you can do that at your own shows where you were headlining and like people are there to see you and they know what they're getting themselves into. But if I had gotten sprayed by his nasty ass beer, I would have lost my shit. Yeah, like that's the thing is also everyone around us besides like three people were there for Miley. So like, it was not his crowd. He could right. not have read the room because if you would have looked in the audience, if you would have seen the people's faces, we were not happy. He no. was screaming. He was telling people to make mosh pits. He's like, make a big hole. Make a make big it pit. wider. 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 Why? Like and at this point, we're losing our spot. We're not. No, we're no longer where we were. We've lost our spot in the crowd. People are literally on top of us, like arms in the air, like hair in my face, miserable. It's hot. It's summer in Georgia. And we're fucking pissed off. Like it ruined the vibe from the bleachers. So like, I love a good mosh pit. I love to see a band who likes a good mosh pit. Moshing is fun. But at a music festival where there are thousands of people in the crowd already, that is not the place for a fucking mosh pit. Because guess what? When you make that hole wider and wider, there's nowhere for anyone to go. And people were being pressed up against the barricade. This poor young girl who was there with her mom, it was her birthday. She must have been like, what, 12 years old? Yeah, somewhere around like there. Like something around yeah. there. This poor girl who had been there since the morning with us, she literally got so sick and so scared that security had to pull her out of there because she experienced crowd crush. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to talk about. Young blood provided and encouraged a situation for crowd crush to happen. And crowd crush fucking kills people. Right around this time, crowd crush starts becoming like an actual topic of conversation where people are realizing, okay, you can go to a concert and die because when people get that packed together, it restricts your breathing. You can become claustrophobic. You can have a heart attack. You can have an anxiety attack. And when Garrett says it, like we had to put our hands up in the air and look up to the sky just to be able to breathe. So what happens with crowd crush, the way that people die is that when you get so pressed together, that many bodies, what can happen is when you let a breath out, if your body is that restricted, your lungs physically cannot inflate again and you cannot get air back into your body. It is terrifying. It's a horrible feeling. There were multiple times during this concert where I could actually feel like my, my body was tingling and my eyes were starting to go black around the corners like I was about to pass out. And the entire time, 
Garrett and I didn't say a word to each other, but we discussed it later that both of us started feeling very sick. Yeah. We were starting to feel very worried that we were going to have to like get out of there and not be able to see Miley because it was that bad. It genuinely it was. Bad. It was like an hour and a half. I was like, it, it won't end. Every five minutes, another mosh pit he would want. And like mm -hmm. we, people, it wasn't just that one girl. No, like 50 people were pulled out of the crowd. Like it was bad i don't and then like the security wasn't doing shit we were begging for them to pass back waters for people who were literally having medical emergencies and they like wouldn't at first eventually they started passing out some waters but like security did not know how to handle this situation and they didn't even try mm -mm. they really needed to get people the fuck off from the barricade because also those front people next to the barricade when that entire crowd of thousands of people pushes forward your body is literally just getting pressed into metal mm -hmm. with nowhere to go. It was so scary. It was it terrible. Really was. Like that was probably one of the only occasions where I'm like, okay, I could actually die right now. It, this is the experience where literally we're at the rock bottom. We're high bleachers, go to rock bottom. And then like, we have to get ready for Miley. Like it really disturbed the vibe of everything. And then like, mm -hmm. obviously after Youngblood was done, all of his fans left. So like, they weren't affected by it. But all of us Miley fans, we're just Everything left was, dazed and confused, yeah. like, what the fuck just happened? It was actually terrible. Like you said, if it was his own concert, that's a whole different thing, but... Do what he, you want when your people are signing up for it. Exactly, but I feel like he could have looked in the audience and saw people. Oh, I don't know he if knew. He's, like, and he was enjoying it. It pissed me off. He was, like, hitting his band. It was weird. The whole thing was weird, and Youngblood, if you're listening, fuck you. You literally hurt people. You, you ruined that little girl's birthday, which is just so fucked up. Another thing is because it was so hot and because it had rained, it was so humid, people were vomiting because they were like so hot, couldn't get air and so scared. Like it was just terrible. Of course, also some people are drinking so that like that affects your body and how you can handle things. It's just, it was a bad situation through and through and we lost our spot. Yeah, that was the worst thing. We were like literally one person in front of us then it was barricade and now it's like five people in front of us and then barricade so we're still pretty close but nowhere near as close as we were which pisses me off to this day but we're not going to get into that because right after young blood left the stage that was when i was like okay like we can handle it now like, he's gone let's snap, at, let's, let's, snap let's, back into it we opened up some liquid death and gave us some energy and just our eyes were focused on miley cyrus stepping foot on that fucking stage that was all i could think about i was like we got one hour and she'll be out at 8 fucking 30. and that's the thing too if it hadn't been miley cyrus like if it hadn't been an artist that we loved that much and that we were that determined to see i could have seen us being like you know what fuck it we're leaving like yeah. i could have genuinely seen us being like screw this i'm not even gonna wait to see like if it had been an artist that we weren't that majorly excited for and just a whole nother level of it that is frustrating. Like we have already said, we've been here for like 10 hours at this point. Like, ugh, it, was it was so aggravating. Bad. And then at this point too, like it's eight o'clock. So look behind us, literally, if when I look behind us, it kind of gave me anxiety because there was thousands and like tens of thousands of people behind us. Yeah, the biggest crowd I have ever been in in my life. Yeah, for 100%. sure. And we were at the very, very front of it. <laughs> and, also, at this point, there's always these annoying fans, which I want to tell you guys, don't be these people that are cutting people. These little blonde-headed little bitches trying to come in front of us like they're some Miley Cyrus fans. No, we've been waiting here all day. When you're just trying to like elbow people and get in front of people and trying to make things more compressed, I, you're ruining the vibes and it's not fun. And I will punch fun. someone in the face. 
you elbow me and try to get me out of my spot, I will punch you in the fucking face right in the nose. Like, honestly, concert attendees are what ruins concerts most of the mm -hmm. time. For the love of God, don't make a sign and hold it up for the whole show so that the entire crowd of people behind you can't see the show whatsoever. Let me tell you something, Miley doesn't give a fuck about your sign. No, it's a stupid ass sign. And if you want to bring a sign, go to Barricade. We can hold it in front of you. Go yeah, to like the very front row. Exactly. Yeah. And if you're not going to be barricade, then you're not a real fan, so you shouldn't be bringing a sign to the show in the first place. And like, if you absolutely <sighs> fucking must bring it, hold it up for a second, put it down. Like, do not just sit there and hold it up. It's so aggravating. Every single person there paid the same amount of money to be there. They want to be there just as bad as you do. It's just not fair. Yeah. And it's just honestly like common courtesy. It's just extremely rude. And I would say the same for getting on people's shoulders. Like don't get on someone's yeah. shoulders at a big concert, guys. Like someone's behind you that literally cannot see shit because of your asses in their face. Yeah. So. So like Garrett said, it's eight o'clock at this point. Miley Cyrus is coming on at 8.30. And Garrett, let's take a deep breath and let's cleanse our aura. <sighs> Anyone who knows Whitney Rose, we're doing the Whitney Rose aura cleanse. Because okay. we need it, especially after what we just went through. Like Chloe said, like we were getting excited. 30 minutes, and we've been waiting at this point for over 10 hours, maybe even 12 at this point. So we were finally like, oh my God, like this is what we've been waiting for. Like we've gone in and out of consciousness through the whole day, and we're finally here. And the concert started at 8.30, and we were waiting for 8.30. We were waiting, like we're counting down the minutes. And then... Everyone had their phones up, like, ready. It was, like, 8.29, right? And the clock struck 8.30. And I have one of the most iconic videos of all time. The time turning 8.30, everyone's phones are up, and you hear Chloe Garside going, 8.30 in the <laughs> background. And it's so funny because it's quiet. and It's, all like, this... silent. And I'm just like, 8.30. <laughs> and as soon as she does it, blacks out, and it goes, it's our party, we can do what we want. It's our party. It's our party, we can do what we want. <laughs> so another thing too is before the music even happens, before all of that, just anyone who's ever been to a concert where you're that excited to see the artist, when they bring out their instruments, you see the drums, you see her name printed on things, you see her microphone get brought out, you see M fucking C printed on the side of crates, that's when it really starts to get real. Yeah. And you see like her backdrop in the background, her sets coming on, you see her and band the members. And comes out. And one thing that I always love about concerts and it always surprises me is I will be sitting there and it doesn't matter if I've been there for 30 minutes or 12 hours, I'm looking to see the moment where the artist comes out onto stage, no matter who it is. And something happens to me every single time where even if I'm looking at the door that they're coming out of, it's like all of a sudden they're just there. She misses it. She blacks out. <laughs> I black out and it's like all of a sudden they're just there. And so Miss Miley Cyrus struts out onto stage wearing these giant sunglasses, the custom Armani Privé outfit. And I have never seen an angel in real life until that moment. <laughs> I was lost for words. Like the energy I felt just when she stepped on stage, she commanded it. Instantly. Instantly. She owned it, and I, I I, have, like, nothing to say. Like, she literally killed every second of it. Her presence is just so... I don't even know how to describe it, Chloe. It's just so powerful. She is an actual rock star. Like, that's one thing I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting to get up there and realize, like, oh, fuck, this is a rock star. This is someone who I believe 
has been reincarnated from another previous rock star and this is someone who was born for this life this is her destiny her name was destiny and this is it talk about stage presence talk about command of a stage talk about a perfect performance talk about vocals talk about style talk about gorgeous talk about Let's everything talk about chloe like it, i honestly am speechless because the way she was so calm she mm -hmm. just like I felt like she had no fear. She felt very present. Like you said, she was born for this. It's very, I've never seen another performer ever feel so comfortable. You know what I mean? Like she like honestly owned the stage. Like she felt like she was like hanging out with her best friends, performing for people that she knew to me. It's honestly like the second she got onto stage, that's when she started being truly 100% wholeheartedly herself. Yeah. And it's so fun too, because Miley spoke to us a lot that night. She talked about her memories from Atlanta and just little different things that made it feel special to us. And she brought Mike Will Made It Out, which was special yeah. for her. I'm so glad that you touched on that too because Miley does have a really special relationship with Mike Will Made It. And before the show, they were hanging out together and we had already seen photos that he was showing her around town, having a great time with her. One story she told, Miley grew up in Tennessee and she was talking about how back in the day her mom would pile her and her siblings up into the Tahoe and drive them to Atlanta so that Miley could get the coolest clothes for school. It just made her so relatable. It made everything so personal. She certainly did talk about how just after COVID, like us all being together was such a gift that this is what she was waiting for. I think she did say at some point somewhere that this was one of her favorite concerts she's ever done. She did. She like was doing a festival run and after it was all done, she did an interview and she's like, when I was at Music Midtown, the size of that audience was not what she was expecting. And she said that she felt the energy and she also loved having Mike Will made it there and was able to see how much she's grown and her presence on stage has grown and developed and just Miley fucking Cyrus. So when I look back at the videos, we were so fucking close. Like, I could see her fucking sweat flying off of her. Like, it mm -hmm. was insane. She had her hair up in a clip. She just looked gorgeous. Her makeup was gorgeous. And Dripping in diamonds, head yeah. to toe. She had, like, ten diamond rings on, like, five different pairs of diamond earrings. I mean, just dressed to the gods. Like, how can you... How can you walk out onto stage wearing fucking trousers and still give rock star? Literally. Literally, yeah. I just sexiest thing I have ever seen in my life. And it was literally just her. Like, her, like, little dance moves and her vocals can carry. Like, she doesn't need all the extravagant shit behind her. She had, like, three backup singers in her band. That was literally, and then her. That was it. And like, then she had really cool graphics on her screen. So fun. about her graphics and yeah. stuff like that. And I loved that she took time to talk to the crowd. I mean, you guys, Garrett and I made eye contact with Miley multiple times. Like, we were that close. Yeah. She sang to our side of the crowd quite a bit. She even mentioned that, like, before the show, she was told areas of the stage that she wasn't allowed to walk on and she was restricted from. And she was like, fuck it, I don't care. And she walks wherever she wants to go. She's going to yeah. get as close to the fans as she wants to. What a performance. Talking about the crowd and everything. So, like I said, this is Piedmont Park. And anyone who's never been to Atlanta, Piedmont Park is a very, very, very large outdoor park. And... At one point, I turned back for the first time. I turned back to look at the crowd. And when I tell you, in my memory, I see a sea of people and then just the city skyline. I didn't even see the rest of the park. I didn't even see trees. I did not see a single other stage. I look back and I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate because 
all the other performers are performing for empty crowds because every single person at this fucking festival is in this crowd right yeah. now. And it's so crazy too that you said that because we've mentioned it so many times, but this is where we heard Midnight Sky the first time and we heard her perform it for us and it was just a full circle moment with the Midnight Sky literally right above us with the city skyline right behind us. It was honestly incredible and a core memory forever. Like this will always be something I talk about. Like it was life changing and now I know why Miley talks about how hard touring is for her because she does put all of herself into it. Like she is she puts a, it all out there and leaves it on the stage. That she does. And boy, oh boy, I was not left disappointed in one bit. Like she killed every aspect of it, in my opinion. I'm so glad you touched on the moment with Midnight Sky too, because for me, that was probably like the main core memory of the whole show. Because like Garrett said, the first time we ever heard Midnight Sky, we've talked about it on a previous episode. We were driving home from Grand Rapids. We had literally just driven up the hill to where we can see the Atlanta skyline at night in the rain. And Midnight Sky comes out and we listen to it for the first time. And during flashback forward to Music Midtown during the show, she's singing it. I think Garrett and I were both like crying a little bit during this song just because it was so emotional and so full circle. And I sort of tapped on Garrett and I was like, Garrett, look at the skyline right now and let's just take a fucking second for this moment and how special this is because yeah. we we got a special experience there that nobody else in that entire crowd had. Exactly. It was special for us and I think that's what made it so special. And like I said, just honestly, 12 out of 10 and like, Miley, what a hell of a performance, babes. Like... Like I've said, just so unique and no one I've ever seen live compares to her in any way. Just like so present and she knows how to just like control a room. Like I just don't even know that much power in like one room. I couldn't handle it. You know what I mean? I'm so glad that she came out in the sunglasses, but that she took them off because yes. I was so happy to see her eyes and to be able to make eye contact. And plus her eyeshadow, her makeup was... I mean, I'm speechless. It was yeah. insane. It was so and good. I like, again, I can't stop talking about her look that night. The moments where it was just the music and she would sit there and dance and it was the sexiest thing I've ever seen. And she gave the show of a lifetime that night, hands down till the day I die, that will always be the most special concert experience I will ever have. I agree a hundred percent. I could not agree more that I've never seen anything like this before and I'm so happy that I was able to experience it with you because there's no one else that it would have felt the same and like just know how much it meant to both of us because like we've been fans of Miley for so long we were waiting for this for so long we all know that Miley doesn't tour that often so it was really special and an amazing way to end Music Midtown because she was the last performance of Music Midtown so we literally watched closed her. Closed out the house. She closed it down and she killed it. Like I cannot wait to see her again with Chloe and just amazing. If you ever have the opportunity to see Miley, I could not recommend it enough. I was just gonna say, even if I never get to see Miley again ever in my life, she fed me enough that night to last a lifetime. Yeah, she did. She really did. And Honestly, I'm so glad that the first time we got to see her was at a music festival too, because that made it so much more special. It was a first experience for both of us. We had already had such an incredible day the day before. Weekend of a lifetime. And, you know, 
one of those things is like you don't want to meet your idols and you want to be careful about expectations. And there have been a few occasions in my life where I allow myself to have really extremely high expectations. And sometimes people get worried about that. Like when I studied abroad in Italy, I had the highest expectations ever. And that was one of those moments where my expectations were not only met, but far surpassed. This concert, this show, this moment with my best friend in the world was one of those times where our expectations were so high. We were so excited. We had been talking about it, dreaming about it, planning about it, telling everyone about it for so long. And yet she far surpassed any possible imaginary expectations we could have had. Yeah, true. She killed it. A memory that I'm so happy to have. That damn Cyrus family. I mean, what is in those jeans, babe? Like, inject it in me. <laughs> Please fucking clone yourself, save your DNA, save your genes. Miley and Noah and Brandy, save your eggs. Those are gold. golden. Yeah, <laughs> like gold. you've got you've got history in your veins. I agree. We've been blessed to see both sisters now, and I hope everyone enjoyed this story because, like I said, this is something that me and Chloe talk about so often, and. It's a core memory, and I'm so happy to have this with Chloe. And now all the besties know the story behind it and how... And how we almost died for Miley. We literally almost died for Miley. So it was a roller coaster of emotions, but we ended the night with Miley, and then Jared was there to pick us up and take us straight back home. So honestly, the 48 hours of Music Midtown were crazy, but... I would not have wanted to do it with anyone else, Chloe. And I'm so happy that we had these memories together. And I cannot wait I for the next cry. time. I know. I could cry about it. Like, I'm emotional just knowing that, like, as best friends, we have so many of these experiences together and, and so many shows that we've gone to see. And for us, genuinely seeing a show together is the most special thing that we can do together. Like, that is our love language. That is the way that we enjoy to be together the absolute most couldn't do it with anybody else ever in my life never will never have never and I'm so glad actually that we drove straight home because that gave us like a five-hour ride to just fucking reminisce and be like what just happened yeah I mean you guys have heard it like a few weeks apart but part one and part two were back to back so like we met yeah. Ash Nico and then we saw Miley Cyrus like it all happened so fast it felt like a fever dream but it was honestly the best and it still does feel like a fever dream like i feel like that could have been the night where the simulation was switched and i got thrown into another portal and none of that and nothing since has been real <laughs> i think it might have babes and the last thing i want to say about it personally i don't know if garrett has any other final notes but i remember saying this to him that very night i remember feeling it ever since i still feel it Seeing her show, seeing her in person, one thing that she did for me that is something that I could never even thank her for because she's already done it with her music in the past and just listening to her on Apple Music does it for me, but seeing her in person, Miley Cyrus, you inspired me. Yeah. That is not an easy thing to do. That is a very special gift to be able to inspire people. And you inspired me to create. You inspired me to live my life a different way. You inspired me to see more beauty in the world every single day, to appreciate every second. I know you have a song inspired, but God, did I feel inspired after seeing you. And I still do. I still feel that energy inside of me, and it comes from you. I agree. See, I didn't get like a depression after the concert, whereas I have before, like a 
concert depression, but like you said, I felt inspired, gave me energy, and I was like, this isn't the end for me and Miss Miley. Like, I know one day we'll be connected, but uh, it was such a special experience, Chloe, and I hope all the besties listening enjoyed it, and like I said, this is one of my favorite memories I have with my girl, Chloe, so I'm happy that all of you are now filled in, and you guys know about the best concert we've ever been to, honestly. Let us know in the comments if you guys have ever been to Music Midtown before or if by just some chance you happen to be at that same Music Midtown as us. We would love to know. Let us know what you think of the episode. We love you guys for listening. This is a very special episode that we have been wanting to record. Honestly, this is one of the episodes that made us want to have a podcast in the first place just to be able to share this story because it's it's so special to us. So we are so glad that you could be with us today and we love you besties for listening so much. Where can they find us, Garrett? You guys can find us on Instagram at EFBF Podcast. We're going to post all the videos from the concert and you'll be notified when we post new episodes every week. Oh my God, you know what I forgot to mention? What? This concert everything about this inspired years later for me to have a miley cyrus themed birthday party thrown my my very best friends and i dressed as miley from this show for that birthday party so when i say i'm inspired i mean it it took years and i was still inspired she was still inspired by it (laughs) i'm ready to have miley cyrus birthday party part two part two babes and clay where can they download our podcast download rate and subscribe on spotify and we love you guys for listening we sure do and we will see you guys next episode goodbye i love you bye i am you